This is Foul Players Radio, your podcast for arts, entertainment, and pop culture. Welcome. My name is Michael Spedden, your host. Every episode features fun, fascinating stories about people in the performing arts, actors, authors, dancers, writers, musicians, athletes, you name it. Folks who are center stage, backstage, on camera, or behind the scenes. Sit back and listen. Let's have some fun. Foul Players Radio is a proud production of the Foul Players Group and the official podcast of the Foul Players of Perryville. Hi, this is Paul Castiglia, and you're listening to Foul Players Radio, the one-stop shop for all your pop culture needs. Hello, my name is Gunil Carling, and you are listening to Foul Players Radio, and I am interviewed here, so tune in. Hi, this is Kim of Kim's Crypt, and you're listening to Foul Players Radio. <laughs> and welcome back, folks, to another episode of Foul Players Radio. My name is Michael Spedden. Tonight on Foul Players Radio, we welcome Eric Carter and Jamil A.C. Mangan, who are both performing in August Wilson's Fences at Playhouse on Park in West Hartford, Connecticut. The show will run from November 2nd until November 20th, 2022. And for tickets and more information, please see www.playhouseonpark.org. My sidekick, Alfred Guy, joined us, and we discussed previous projects Eric and Jamil had been part of in the past. Eric has been most recently seen on Law & Order Organized Crime, as well as on FBI Most Wanted and Bull. And Jamil has been in Blue Bloods, He's a fellow Gothamite, appearing in Season 4, Episode 3, and has appeared in one of my all-time favorite horror movies, Head Trauma. If you're watching this, you're likely watching this on YouTube, and you can see that I have the greatest face in the world for radio. Here's some exciting news. Over the next few months, we will be relaunching some of our classic episodes and placing them on our new YouTube channel. Remember, Foul Players Radio can be heard on our main website, www.foulplayersradio.com, or any platform where podcasts can be found, such as Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many more. And don't forget our new YouTube channel, youtube.com, look up Foul Players Radio. No matter where you listen, please remember to hit the subscribe and like buttons, and be sure to give us a good review. The Foul Players of Perryville have a few shows left this fall. We will be performing on the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad on October 29th and New Year's Eve. Tickets are available at www.wmsr.com. Also, don't forget your tickets for the Polar Express, which runs on Western Maryland Scenic Railroad on selected dates from the Friday after Thanksgiving until Christmas Eve, www.wmsr.com. The Foul Players of Perryville will be performing at Fifth Company Brewing in Perryville, Maryland on October 21st, November 12th, and December 10th. Tickets are available at fifthcompanybrewing.com. Stick around. Eric Carter and Jamil A.C. Langan will be right up. And welcome back to another episode of Foul Players Radio. Michael Spedden here. And tonight, uh, we've got some... Special guests tonight, uh, working all the way up in Connecticut, even though that's not home for you, I don't think. Um, we have uh, Jamil A.C. Mangan, and we have Eric Carter. Uh, they're both in a play called Fences. That's going to be running at the Playhouse on Park in West Hartford, Connecticut, uh, November 2nd through the 20th. We, we've also brought back my uh, 
one of my right hands, one of my, uh, the official horror movie correspondent of Foul Players <laughs> Radio, Alfred Guy. So uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for being here tonight. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. So, um, so I was looking, um, I saw your post and about uh, August Wilson's Fences. And this is a, uh, I was reading a bit about it. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's won awards over the years, some Tonys, um, you know, very highly respected playwright. And he's, this was part of a series of plays for him. I believe he called it the century series about, um, I guess it must've been about um, life in segregation in Pittsburgh. Is that pretty accurate? Or, or, or even just even more broadly, because yeah, it dealt with that, but so many other things, I think um, it sort of chronicled the black experience in Pittsburgh. Sure. Um, sure. From, and it was a 10 play cycle and it goes all the way from uh, what the early 19, 1900s 1990s. all the way to uh, 1990s. 1990s. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The last yeah. Mm-hmm. And so our play takes place in the 1950s and goes into the early 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I guess with it not being out yet, you know, I mean, you haven't started performing yet. I guess I'm not exactly sure how much I can ask you about it. I mean, I know it's been published and performed and everything, yeah. um, it's, but it's I know a like with popular play, in fact, you know, mm-hmm. some iconic people, it was um, first originated uh, the, the role Troy, uh, who plays the father, who is the father in the story, mm-hmm. um, was iconically played by James Earl Jones. Um, mm-hmm. And even as of recent, you know, Denzel Washington uh, took on the role on Broadway uh, mm-hmm. a few years and back. The movie. And then the, the movie. And then the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. So people are really familiar with the story, so we're not like too, you know, too giving anything away. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, people... you know how it is when you book something and you, you know, you film something, everybody's like, shh, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 theater's a little different <laughs> in that regard. They're like, yeah. tell people, please tell people, yeah, we need right. to fill butts in these seats. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of like, um, yeah, I, yeah. I guess so. For the play's been out and everything, I guess that's right. But um, but good. Um. So it's going to be up in Connecticut. Um, and um, have you guys worked this theater before? What's it like there so far for you? Um, for me, well, I have never worked this theater. I've never been, actually, I never performed in Connecticut ever. So this oh, okay. is my first time, you mm-hmm. know, enjoying uh, the weather and the, and the people. You know, one thing about Connecticut is not Philadelphia. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm from Philadelphia. And it, everything's sunny, right? Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything's sunny, right? Everything is sunny in Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Born and raised. All right. Yeah. Philadelphia, born and raised. All right. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm enjoying it up here. Um, just the, the the changes in the trees and the people are nice. And, mm-hmm. you know, we hear some stories about bears that be running around in the forest and stuff like that. I don't do all that, but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice. I, I'm enjoying myself up here. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, good. I've been at Playhouse, but, uh, but I've been in, uh, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Hartford um, a couple of years back. Uh, well, maybe 2013, actually. I did um, a play called The Mountaintop where I played MLK. And in fact, this artistic director of this theater had seen me in that show. And so we were always looking, you know, to try to work together. And um, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be back in Connecticut in this area. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, That's um, good. I had a, a question, uh, maybe two, depending on the answer to the first question. So the play has, um, you haven't started the run yet. 
so but what where are you as far as the interaction with the other cast members and the and I guess the director and what what part of the process are you in? Are you are you ready to go on? There's been rehearsals. Um, the vision of the director is that something that's been covered already? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you can bounce off it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're definitely wearing rehearsals. We're about a weekend in rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Um, we've met everybody about a week ago. Um, uh, the director has certainly given us uh his, you know, part of his vision. And I and I think things, you know, he's still formulating it yeah. and then um, he has blocked the whole play, you know, in mm-hmm. a relatively short time. Um, and so now I think, you know, now that we have the blocking, um, I think the vision would be even more clear, our intentions. And so then now we can start to get into the meat of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the, 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 the structure is somewhat there. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what it is. You know, we, we know where we're going on the stage. Okay. Know? That's important. We know where to go, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've been in, yeah for a week. So right tomorrow, we actually going to start stumbling through the entire play. Okay, mm-hmm. that okay. tells you how fast, you know, within a week we done blocked it. Know where mm-hmm. we going. We don't know mm-hmm. our lines, but we know where we going. So we're going to start stumbling through it, and mm-hmm. you know, just that's the process. We keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it until the speeds pick picks up, and then you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're about to open up and for audience. Yeah. And so we have, about, Thank we you. have previews starting in about two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's really quick. Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. Two weeks to get it all together and everything. I mean, I, yeah. but then again, I mean, you, you have plenty of time to rehearse and everything. You know, you've yeah. got all, most professional, working uh, all day. You know? Like most professional plays, I mean, it, Three weeks, you 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 blocking it and you rehearsing it for two weeks. That third week is usually like the tech rehearsal to get mm-hmm. the lights and stuff ready, and then that fourth week, it's time to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, well, great. I'm excited Very for cool. you. I'm excited for you guys. You know, um, this this really sounds like a great thing. It sounds like a play that you're both, you know, you're really enjoying. You know, being in this, and you know, yeah. sounds like you know you like the uh, the story and everything. So, um, yeah. No, awesome! August, just awesome. August yeah. Wilson, one one of the greatest playwrights, you yeah, twentieth mm-hmm. century, one of the greatest. So, uh, oh yeah, I was read, yeah, I was reading about him, and I mean, there's plenty of, I mean, he's so many awards. I think he's in the Theater Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. You know, he's got Tony after Tony, and um, that, that's really great. I mean, it's just you know one of the greats to really get a chance to get out and perform. You know. Yeah. Excellent. Definitely. Excellent. Well, well, great. So that's going to be at uh playhouse on park, uh, playhouse on park.org. And I'm going to allow you guys to give your uh, plugs at the end of the show as well, yeah. you know, and, uh, and by the way, too, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get killed if I don't plug this, you know, Eric and I are both represented by CPM talent management out of Voorhees, New Jersey. We have uh, George Ann Brusese is our, um, our wonderful manager. Yes. And, um, it does a great job. I'm very happy to be working with her as you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm up here because I'm up here right now because of her. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's how we do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to ask you both a little bit, um, you know, Eric, you know, I saw you or my wife and I, you know, Thursday nights, our TV night, uh, because we love, you know, law and order, law and order, SVU, law and order, organized crime. And here I am, I'm sitting there watching and I was like, 
Holy cow. Look at that. <laughs> oh, who, who did I see, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, we'll see uh, Chris Maloney. Doesn't they? Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I mean, first of all, let me tell you this. I don't get starstruck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get starstruck. But I was starstruck that day. I mean, yeah. that mm-hmm. that experience was, um, you know, because like you said, uh, I watched Law & Order. I used to watch Law & Order, Criminal Minds, all those oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them. And, you know, you going back to know these characters, Stabler and, you know, all these different mm-hmm. characters. And then 20 years later, because it's been on air for 20 years, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So 20 years later, you get to work with these people. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I can't even explain it. I can't explain. It's, it's, it is a dream come true. You just, I can't explain it. It was just a great experience. It was a great, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. That, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. My wife was fortunate enough. You know, my wife was able to uh, book SVU, had a good, you know, had a good part on SVU a number of years ago. And um, <clears throat> I, I'm convinced that she's the greatest jury foreman that they've ever had on that show. You <laughs> there know? You go. <laughs> and um, yeah, another one that we got through CPM, but you know, those shows are just incredible. I mean, and they, they've become such a part of American culture. You know, it's just, they, I mean, that whole franchise, I mean, I believe the original law and order, I think goes back well over 30 years. I'm thinking, right. Un- unbelievable. Like, I mean, as long as I can remember, I've been on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see that you were, um, I was looking on your IMDb page and um, I see that you were on Bull. Oh, yeah. I shot an episode of Bull. Uh, was it last? It probably was last year now because yeah, Bull, yeah. Bull is no longer on. I think that I think last year was his last season. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, once again, that was a that was a great experience. I played uh, jury number three, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that, and um, and I work with uh, what's his name, Chris Chris Jackson. He played George Washington in yeah, in Hamilton, a- so he was the lawyer. So my scene was with him, and uh, I mean, once again, an- another great experience. Um, working on set, I was up there because I was in the juries. I was up there for about four or five days, you know, because mm. I was there every single day. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there is a once again another great experience. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, FBI Most Wanted was another one for you too. So was that one yes. recent- F- F- FBI Most Wanted? Yeah, and I did that one. I think in the spring. In okay, this past yeah. Spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I, 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 once again, another one. You know, and, and that one is um, I remember that week too because I had like seven auditions that week, and um. <laughs> It was one of those weeks where you know you you have you get eight pages of, of dialogue to memorize by Friday, and then mm-hmm. this audition come in on Tuesday. You got to turn that one by Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah. One yeah. of those things where he was just popping in, and uh, I remember that because I that was one of the ones I really wanted. So um, I you know I really thought it out, really thought it out, and mm-hmm. you know by the universe, grace of God, you know y'all booked and. Once again, that's through CPM talent again. You know? Exactly, uh, exactly. She, she she submits me, and 
you know, it's up to, to me to go up there and, and nail it. But mm-hmm. she submits me, give me the opportunity. Um, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, you know, just give me an opportunity. Now, you see what happens after that. <laughs> right. Right. That's that's all you can do. You do your best to get that in on time. And, um, yeah. you know, it's um, it's nothing easy about it. You know, there's nothing easy about it. You know, we know that, that there's people that don't do this. You know, that they think, you know, they think, you know, hey, you can just go waltzing over to the studio of Law & Order SVU and say, hey, put me on, you know, or that, you know, another thing that you hear is, you know, you're on you know, one episode, all of a sudden you're a millionaire or yeah, something. Yeah. You know? or, 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 or why don't you call Scorsese? Tyler Perry's in Atlanta. Why you just don't go down to Atlanta and go see Tyler Perry? Yeah, you know what I mean. They're in the yellow pages. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. 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 They're like, um, yeah. I'll call. I'll call Scorsese. You'll say, oh yeah, you're the guy from Gotham, right? Yeah. You call me one of these days. You know where you been? Yeah. Isn't that the truth, you know? Um, yep. So I, uh, again, yeah, I was just, you know, I love looking through, you know, IMDB pages. I was watching your reels and everything and um, all good stuff on there. Um, if you all don't mind in the show notes, I'll put links to your IMDB pages as well um, for people to see those. And um, we'll definitely link to uh, the Playhouse and everything too. Uh, I wanted to ask a little bit um you know, another show that I really like was Blue Buds, uh, Blue Blue Bloods, and uh, Jamil. I saw that you were on that, uh, playing a lawyer. Yeah, you're real. Yeah. Man, a lawyer. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's I was very bad because my client lied to me, man. I was fighting <laughs> for her real hard, and then like, I mean, it was the evidence was there, man. I mean, the blood mm-hmm. was all over her sweater. It was like, <laughs> it was like nothing to do. What but... you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but you know what i mean that was very interesting because you know and, and and even as an actor you know you you think of yourself and what your type is right and so mm-hmm. you know yeah and i think oftentimes we need to leave it up to other people you know like mm-hmm. i think um yeah, bob krakauer who was one of the film coaches or whatever sometimes i think in his class or other people's classes they would have the other students write adjectives about what they saw from you, you know? So mm-hmm. it was, I say all of that mm-hmm. to say that I, it was very interesting because I did not see me as sort of a white collar lawyer, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but I liked it. And, um, and I, when I did the audition, I took on the challenge, you know, and I mean, I've, you know, gone out for doctors and, 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 and what have you, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, it was exciting. It was exciting. Um, it was it was relatively quick. It was mm-hmm. the end of, of the day. <laughs> you know? Right, right. For them, for them, for them you know, <laughs> for the main the the main people on um, on set. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, Great. yeah. Shout hey, Mike. Out to Studios. They have a beautiful studio. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, Alfred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I I need to shortly run to another appointment. And by run, I mean it's not virtual. I actually have to go there. But oh, okay. I did want to ask. I did want to ask these two gentlemen a, a couple of quick questions because I always find it interesting when you meet people and you know that they're involved in entertainment. And I guess the first one is for both of you: Is there a medium that you like 
more, you know, like like best, like you've you've done plays, you've done TV, and I guess you've done and you've done movies. At least one I know no one of you have done movies. Is there one you prefer, or is it is it all the same? You just want to entertain. Um, uh, for me, I'm more comfortable on stage. Um, that's because that's where the first ten years of my training came at. Um, okay. But the money is in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, but, but artistically it's, uh, stage and film act, stage and film acting is different. So it, I like the challenge of going back and forth artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel more comfortable on stage, but sorry, the money is in the film and the TV. So, right, right. You know. In this world, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's why that's why I'm leaning towards now later, a little later on in my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the business, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, TV and, and film is where it's at. But, you know, in, in the question in terms of what I prefer more, I do prefer theater. I, mm-hmm. I, I just find it I find that I'm most alive. I love that mm-hmm. uh, instant uh, reaction from the audience mm-hmm. um, and really feeling that energy. And it is a shared experience that is unique every performance and you won't get mm-hmm. that again. Yeah. And so that's where like the, the beauty in it, you know, and there's beauty in film and, and, and whatnot and creating visual pictures and, and what have you, but just having every, just all these group of people who are having this one unique experience. Yeah. Something just very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's always interesting to hear you know, those responses and, and the reasons behind them, you know, like why, why do you prefer one over the other? I always find that interesting. And I guess the quick follow-up, and I'm, I got to ask one more because it's, it's, it's so great when you can talk to people who are, who are doing some things that you're doing even more than what I'm doing. But um, now this one has to do with uh, genre of films or theater or, 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 or TV movies or whatever. Um, because Mike introduced me as you know the, the horror correspondent or whatever, and I, and it's 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 there, it's back there. Is is that something you have um, a favorite genre or or does do you even think about it in that term? So you're just thinking about is it is it good this thing that they want me to do, or do you have a genre that like you know I really get into that like comedy, I get into that crime, I get into that. Um, for me, I, I don't. It's it's really is it of course is it good and how much of a challenge is it going to Mm. give me? Um, I'm gonna be honest. Like earlier on, when I first started training, a lot of my roles were like that hoodlum thug role, and I guess at that point it was good because I was learning the art and learning certain things about it. So. Growing up in my neighborhood, I was probably more familiar with those type of people. So it helped me understand it. Um, but as I get older, you know, I, I definitely want to play a lawyer one day, you know, uh, or or a doctor or mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I, at this point in my career, it's, it's how, how much of a challenge is it going to stretch me? And, you know, mm-hmm. and if I can do yeah. it, you know. I can do anything, you know. That's that's the ideas that come in my head. So, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting that you said that. And I think that goes back to my other question earlier when Mike was posing that I think that I had been so pigeonholed and stereotyping the one particular thing that I, when I got lawyer, I was like, oh my God, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and even the same thing, and I know we didn't talk about it, the same thing even with Gotham. Like, I think the character, you know, they uh, it was eager man, but it was just like, I think the way they described him was like money, rich, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Affluent, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I just, because I don't know, and it maybe it's some ingraining, you know, and that's a, that's a topic for another, yeah. you know, show, but yeah. it mm-hmm. was just like, I didn't see that. And so when I booked in, in fact, it was a, it was a mutual client of my agent and this gentleman was Devin, Devin near. Okay. I mean, he just had like pretty long hair. He was, he was mm-hmm. Australian. He had the accent and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the role over him, I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, and I think those kind of things really boost up. And so it's uh-huh. just really seeing what other people think about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. then, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Then the programming that we do, you know, on our own selves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, I, 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 first, I want to, you know, thank both of you for, you know, sharing those things with me. And, and Mike, thank you for inviting me. And I'm sorry I have to, to cut it short. But sure. I, I and I knew that, but I still want, I wanted to get in here, you know, for a little bit because it's mm-hmm. it's 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 always interesting. And um, again, thanks, Mike. And, oh, absolutely. And, Alfred. And, and good. Best. Best of luck with the play. You know, break a leg. Have yeah, a good show. You. And um, yeah. it, was, it was great seeing you and talking to you. And I'm going to go ahead and um, sign out now. Take care, everyone. All right, my man. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks again, Alfred. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Mike. Good night. So that was Alfred. Uh, Alfred's going to, um, you know, has another engagement this evening, uh, but it's always great to have Alfred join us tonight because he always brings, you know, some great questions to the table and um, he's such an expert. He's such a movie buff and everything. Um, <laughs> and I was, I'm proud to say that I was able to stump him with you. Um with, uh, you know, head trauma. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, if, yeah. if I may, I'd, I'd like to ask a little bit more about uh, your Gotham experience. Um, I mean, I, uh, so it was season four, episode three is what I saw. And um, tell us a little bit about your episode. Um, who were you? Um, who were the main Gotham characters? Did you have any of the main cast that you were interacting yeah, with? Uh, Harle- uh, Har- uh, Harle- Harlequin Kent. I mean, sorry, Quinn. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and um and at this moment uh she was te- I was teaming up with um um with cat girl <laughs> she's oh right sure sure ah, and okay. and and harlequin was um starting to get into guns and selling like these major guns and so mm-hmm. i was a big uh gun dealer that was coming in to buy like cases and so in the beginning of the episode she's showing me the power of this gun and then um so she shoots a guy <laughs> in front of me <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i want two dozen <laughs> you know this kind of a thing man you know and i mean it was it was such a fantastic and so the funny thing about that episode was right i think the when the gentleman uh, hired me, the director, mm-hmm. he thought I had an African accent. 
Hmm. So when I got to the set, he was like, I thought you had an African accent. You did an African accent. And then that was great. That was great. That was, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't realize I did it. And I didn't do an African didn't accent. So I was like, oh, I didn't. Re- oh, right. I did. Yeah. Okay. He was like, well, can you do one now? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he wanted an African af- uh, accent. I think the gentleman was, um, was British South African. So, you know, it was just something that was Gosh. akin that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, to add, I guess, more flavor uh, to that particular episode, but he put um, you on the spot, yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I can't think of the actress' names on offhand that played Harlequin, but she was quite lovely. I think, yeah, she was British, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I got to speak with her quite a bit. The woman playing Cat Girl was really into her lines because she had a bigger scene coming after. Mm-hmm. But Harlequin really spoke to me, and she told me that she had just come back, um, you know, from their break. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning um, filmmaking, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was extraordinary because then she was really interested in where the camera, how the camera was looking, mm. what angle, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The camera was coming from so that she could do her job to assist that yeah, in the camera yeah, movement. Yeah. So she was familiarizing herself with the terminology and I thought that yeah. was brilliant. Mm. That was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, for somebody that's already been on a long running, well, you know, for a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. seasons, then realize and take that, you know, initiative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. every day you get better. You can always yeah. learn something to make you better. So. Yeah. And I did Quantico and, um, you know, who else did the same thing? Maybe he didn't take film classes, but he had been on major sets for so long. Um, um, we were talking about him the other day. Um, he did the other thing with Jay Fonz. Um, uh, 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 Blair Underwood. Oh, Blair Underwood. Oh, sure. Right, Blair right, Underwood. right. I did Quantico with Blair Underwood, and he would like talk to the cameraman. Is this a why? Is this a, da, da, da? Is this a mm-hmm. tight? Because mm-hmm. that affected his performance and what he was going to do yeah. for that particular moment. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's just when you, uh, that was my first trip to the dance, was Gotham. Gotham. Um, yeah, I, you know, before I got signed by CPM, I was just basically a local band guy, you know, um, and I had, you know, uh, shown that I could do some community theater. And, you know, fortunately, our manager saw something in me and I got signed and I've been doing pretty well since then. But that was my first trip to the dance. I mean, I almost yeah. felt like you ever see the movie Rudy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, what yeah. I, I that's that almost what I felt movie. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, got, man. I mean, Gotham is uh it's a great show to to make to, to be your first dance, man. That's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. It was, it was. And um I was just I'm always fascinated. I mean, even when I was doing like local commercials, you know, down in Baltimore, I was always like fascinated you. in the things that um what's that? I oh. said I said use the biking on oh. uh J.G. Oh, Wentworth. J.G. Wentworth. Yes. I was the Viking on the bus. As a matter of fact, that was in Connecticut, too. We filmed that in Stanford. Oh, really? oh. Yeah. <laughs> and we listened to that song all day. Yeah. <laughs> Ten hours on that bus listening to that song. And um, I'll, I'll tell you that story real quick if you want. Um, you know, First of all, um. Eric has met me before because um, actually we worked together on the Amazon commercial, not together, but we were in the same project. Um, I'm six foot six. Okay. So if I walk onto a city bus where we filmed Wentworth and I'm in my, you know, basically socks and I stand straight up on the exact height of the bus head to, <laughs> okay. 
Um, so I got there and I was walking. I went out to my car to get something I forgot and come back in. And I hear the guys, like all the producers and the everybody say, how's this going to work? Did you see how tall that guy is? And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm getting sent home. And um, I was like, oh, crap. And they made it. They said, well, but the thing was, is that those horns were an additional eight inches higher. And then there was also lights and stuff up on the ceiling of the bus. So I pretty much, when they were doing everybody yelled, you know, everybody kind of comes in with, you know, this part. And that uh, part. And I had to stand in the back door, like the, um, the steps that led to the back door of the bus. And then when I came in, I kind of had to like stay crouched down, step backwards and around this girl, and then come into the camera as smooth as I could while the bus is bouncing around and everything. (laughs) And I got to tell you what, that had Suzanne Summers had nothing on that buns of steel workout that I got that day. Basically stay crouched back and around somebody and good grief, man, I was sore. Yeah, I tell you, I went home, got in the hot tub after that. You know, that was um that was quite a that, that, that was quite a job. Let me ask you, how long did it take y'all to shoot the commercial? Was it a one-day shoot? One day. One, one day. day. Yeah. Wow. It was a one-day shoot, and I booked that one. That was right after Gotham. Hey folks, we hope you're enjoying this episode of Foul Players Radio. We'll be back right after these words. Hello, this is John Piat, Kevin Schmidt, and Jerry Bozick, and we're, we're August, August, a little band from Virginia. You can hear our story, other stories from the legendary Baltimore, D.C. music scene, and much, much more with Michael Spedden on Foul Players Radio. You can find it at www.foulplayersradio.com, on YouTube, and wherever you find podcasts online. Keep, Keep rocking. rocking. This is A.D. Adams, and you are tuned in to Foul Players Radio with your host, Michael Spedden. Yeah, hi, this is David Simmons from DC Star, and I am just encouraging all of you to tune in to Michael Spedden's show on Foul Players Radio and love the rock and roll of the past and the art of the future. That was just a that was just a great time. And I met a lot of really nice people on that shoot too. I actually I've actually had like three or four of them on the podcast. And um you know, there were some Broadway folks on there and some folks that have done some, um, you know, uh, different short film series and everything that you find on YouTube and that sort of thing. So um, really had a good time with those people. And I really uh, had it made a lot of nice contacts up there. So um, I wanted to ask about head trauma. Now, this is like I said, my I just happened to love this movie. I had seen uh, had you seen uh, the last broadcast Two, uh, that was the one that he had done before yeah, uh, Lance Weiler did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's been a while. I can't really recall it, but yeah, he showed me that earlier on. I do remember when we first started the, uh, working on the project. Yeah, and the thing was, was like you know that that movie ended with a huge twist too. It had a twist too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, you you played um, a, actually a teenager, I think, named Julian, who was the neighbor of the protagonist. Um, and I guess those of you who haven't seen it, and um, it's been out for 15 years, so I will do some spoilers. But, um, <laughs> right. I'm gonna go watch it tonight. After this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon actually. Um, oh, all right. Um, he, um, a fellow who has been kind of a drifter, 
comes back to the Philadelphia area and um, his grandmother's house had been vacant for a number of years and he wants to try to salvage it so he can sell it to make some money. And he happens to run into all these people you know, that he grew up with or people that he knew from the area growing up and everything. But um, people had been using the house for shenanigans and squatting and things like that. And um, goes into the house, um, runs into Julian. I think yeah, him and Julian, you know, scuffle. He ends up getting thrown down the steps and hits his head. And um, then Julian's grandmother gets involved they take him over there she's laying him down he wakes up and he recognizes the grandmother as the neighbor and um julian's punishment is to help him have to clean and get the house together um so the and then things strange things are coming back into his head they're finding things in the house um and you're trying to put this whole puzzle together. It's like, what does this stuff mean? You know, is this just, and then finally in the final scenes of it, they put it together that, you know, he inadvertently caused the death of a young lady and he was, a, he was young. He was scared. He hid the body. And that's what all these nightmares that were, that came from getting hit in the head came from. Because he got into a car accident right after burying yes. his body and completely forgot all about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it comes back to him years later. Um so God, this is this is um I mean, I've I've loved this movie from the time I saw it. You know, I liked his work before, you know, I saw that this came out, I bought that, and I was like, This is great stuff. Um <laughs> do you happen to know Lance Weiler well, or do you, you know, I'm um well um Man, we haven't been in touch in a long time. Um, I actually keep up with his wife more than I do with him on social media, mm -hmm. like, you know, with a few likes here and there. Um, there were there was a time where, you know, I would definitely if he was in New York, I would do the New York screening. I remember doing a screening at the, um, you know, much years, years later, many mm -hmm. years later um, at the New York uh, Institute of Film and Technology and mm -hmm. Um, and so he would, you know, invite me um, over as well as um, oftentimes I would still talk to Vince Mola. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 The main character. Yeah. Yeah. But I met I met um, uh, when I booked the role, I met um, Lance um, through uh, another company I was working with called Big Picture Alliance at the time. And we were teaching young people how to, you know, do filmmaking and so mm, we did okay. called Music City. Um, a big film that they had produced, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so then uh, Lance was saying, oh, I'm looking for a teenager. You know, now at the time I wasn't, I wasn't quite a teenager. I, in fact, I was just graduated from college. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look young, yeah, you look yeah, young. Look young. Yeah, 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 yeah. I look young, you know. I, I, I bought it, you know, hey. Bought it, you, you bought know? it, right. <laughs> Thank you. And um, and it was the right time for me, too, because I even had to adjust my voice because my voice was it was already deep then. And it was yeah. yeah. Deep, um, mm -hmm. And it was getting deeper, which was an interesting time for me, too, because I, that's why I didn't work much after doing that film mm -hmm. was because I had such a baby face and a deep voice and people didn't know what to do with me. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> like with film and TV. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so then that's why theater became more again, more my home, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so. Um, so, yeah, so I met Lance um, and he and I hit it off. And then I did a read with um, Vince and mm -hmm. uh, me and Vince. I mean, he was such a hoot in real life that I just loved this guy. <laughs> in fact, he was, I think, 
called the Mad Fan in in, in Philadelphia. The Mad Fan. Yeah, he would paint his face, but he would go crazy. Oh, he was one of those. He yeah, was one of those. But he was like, it was called Super Fan. It was a whole character. Oh, Super Fan, and like had a cape on, and it was a whole mm-hmm. Eagles thing. He was well known around the oh. time from even doing that. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so you know, he was a real character even in real life. So you know, so, <laughs> it was funny. So he was perfect. And um, and it was exciting, and we shot it up in Syracuse, uh, Syracuse, uh, PA, and um, okay. yeah, in that house that was very dilapidated, <laughs> <laughs> and it was very authentic. It looked like people probably had squatted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in more and ways than one. <laughs> right, and so they kept a lot of it, and then they had to really even mess it up even more to make it really look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. decrepit. And um, and then they really cleaned it out, man. And the things that they just did, you know, with, you know, because it wasn't a million plus budget, yeah. you know, but the things that Lance did creatively was just really extraordinary. And they built a whole pool in the basement mm-hmm. so that it looked like the basement flooded. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. I was going to ask about uh, that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had on, you know, pants. I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump the gun. Mike, no, no, but, yeah. please. That, no, that's yeah. fine. So we had on, you know, like sort of boat pants. And so, you know, I'm having to come in and, you know, he's, you know, faced in this water and I'm pulling him up, you know, and having to do so many takes of that because, I mean, it was winter. Okay, so that water was freezing. <laughs> and winter in Syracuse in the mountain hills. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, man. We always had to have space heaters, like in certain lookers. It was how long was y'all shooting for? Man, we shot for a, a whole week, if not a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we rehearsed some in Philadelphia, and then um, headed uh, headed over to Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Where, where is Syracuse, Pennsylvania? I'd never heard of that before. No, I'm sorry. Where's Syracuse? Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's oh, it, oh, it was in Syracuse, New York. Okay, my apologies. Syracuse, New York. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah. Oh, so, man, yeah, that's 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 where that's what you call winter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got Philly and then PA and then Syracuse, PA. But yeah, no Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Come on, man. I remember. You know, I was almost interested in going to Syracuse University, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I went there one day for a visit in the wintertime. In the winter. Trying to climb those hills of snow, man. Beautiful campus. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's great education, but it's just like not. Nah. <laughs> mm. No, I've heard of. I know some people that were from there, and it's right on the Great Lakes, I believe. And you're yeah. like, you know, that snow just blows in off the lake, like you know, it's just you it's know brutal. piles. You know, it's crazy <laughs> up there. Um, so that that's interesting. You did answer a lot of questions that I was going to ask about that about the house and you know how you did that basement scene with um you know you had to go down there and I remember I think I watched some of the um there were some outtakes like an outtakes reel at the end of it or like a extras and um I think I remember hearing uh, Vince Mola screaming from after getting into that water because it was so damn cold. <laughs> it was so cold and um. <laughs> yeah. And having to be down there, oh yeah, man. man! And I mean, yeah, because he had to be in it the longest. Yeah, you know? and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Vince was at the time, you know, real thin man. He was, freezing, <laughs> sure freezing. You know, and sometimes he had to shoot some scenes with his shirt off. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, yeah, he, man, what we do? He was in that, you know, in, in that house and everything, and I'm sure. Filming in that, I mean, was the house you said it was in bad? Was it actually abandoned? I mean, I, or did you? 
Was there electrical? Um, did you have like electricity in there? Or did you have to use generators or how did you do that? Ooh, I think they were able to get the electricity on. I think they worked some kind of deal with okay. the city, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, because it was the shell of the house was still, you know, in shape. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I guess that's why we were, you know, whatever, you know, he was able, his folks were able to pull together was that's why we went to Syracuse because we were able to use that. And mm-hmm. it had the right feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was large enough and yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and they were hanging out outside. You're sneaking cigarettes and uh right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> told and one you of they... my favorite scenes too is that whole fight scene when I discover him. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. It's not much lighting, it's our flashlights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't even know what's going on. So that's what I mean. Like that creative, you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. That he had and you know, uh just, yeah, at his disposal yeah. that he used, yeah. and that really just gave that feel. What is happening? There's a scuffle mm. in the hallway, and all you see mm. is flashes and maybe pieces of my arm and vents mm. and da 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 till then mm-hmm. I'm throwing them out. Or we have that little in the hallway, and now the only thing light we have is the flashlights on our faces. Who mm-hmm. are you? Who are you? Gosh. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this is my house. No, this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> then the one scene I like when he says, "Yeah." I, they used to call me Summer Boy or something like that, and you started yeah, laughing right, at right, right. <laughs> <laughs> And the woman that plays my grandmother, we are still like mainly social media friends, but I still oh, okay. call my grandmother to this day. I still <laughs> call her my grandmother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was good. She was good. Great. Oh, you know, I mean, it, I, I thought everybody was great in that movie, you know. Um, he, he really, you know, re- really chose wisely, you know, even the guy that, um, he had the the you know, punch. They took the pump from him. <laughs> that guy who was who actually broke the uh, pipe yeah. in the house to let the water yeah, out. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy too. Yeah, I was there for that shoot day. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I, no, he was an actor because, I mean, he almost looked like an inspector. Like, you can, he did, yeah. He looked so authentic. Even when he came in, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He he did, and he, and he and he seemed like the kind of guy that um I mean they they cast and outfitted him perfectly. I think um that was just that was that guy, and that's all you could say about that. But um th- that's really great. I mean, like I said, this is you know one of my all time favorites, just because I mean I, I thought like I said I thought all of you performed very well in it, and just the twist of the story, you know, and and how the fact you know how he was able to keep people on the edge of their seat during that because that it's a it's a tense movie um because you're you, know, you don't really un, you never really understand what's going on with him with these dreams and all these other things and then it all finally makes sense at the end um just like really you know his other one you know the uh the last broadcast did too um and you know the last broadcast you know for listeners who may not have seen it yet was um it was compared to Blair Witch, but it was actually before Blair Witch. Ah. It was found footage. Um, a bunch of guys wanted to go out to the woods to film. a. They were trying to find the Jersey Devil. It was one of those cable TV paranormal shows. Got you. Okay. And they get killed and then they find footage and then they get an FBI person to like fix the film that got destroyed or damaged. Then the killers revealed at the end, and um, but it was um, actually 
before Blair, like a year before months before Blair, Witch came out, they had that one. And um, yeah, I think, I believe he's Lance Weiler's teaching now, right? Yeah. He does quite a bit of teaching uh, these days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure where. um, I think it was Columbia. Columbia. Oh, he's in the Columbia. He's in the New York. I think it was. Yeah. Columbia or Cornell. One of the two, I think. Uh Yeah. I know it was a prestigious school. I think that began with a C. So it's uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those there. One of those there. So uh, great. Um, well, this is just amazing. Um, you know, with it being Halloween, you know, real quick, you know, Halloween season, real quick. Um, do either one of you have any uh, maybe uh, favorite horror movies or um, anything you'd like to mention? You know, before we wrap up. Ah. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one of mine, man. One of mine growing up that really used to freak me out, and I kind of still love it. It's a little gimmicky now, you know, now that I'm much, much older. But, man, Freddy Krueger, man. Freddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You just hear that. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Freddy. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, you know I, like, and I like Freddy. I used, to, I used to watch that all the time. But, I, you know, I am. And not because it's out now, but I, I like the first two Halloween movies. Yes. Because yes. You know why? Because mm-hmm. Halloween, I figure, can actually happen. Mm-hmm. Somebody can actually break out of a, you know, out of a mental institution and like mm-hmm. go around and do like things that can actually happen. That's that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. So yeah. maybe, so maybe Halloween for me. That's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. You know, um, in, in response, you know, the Freddy Krueger, um, I saw that in the theater, the very first one I saw it in the theater. And um, it was a wild night night in the theater because it was um, this. The things that they did in that movie had never been done before. But the thing was, was the scary parts of those movies were the things that we all have in our nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to run up the steps and your feet get stuck in that mushy yeah whatever that was and then you know you see somebody then you know his arm got real long with the claw on the end of it mm-hmm. and all those other things that happen in our nightmares you know i mean they really did a good job with that i think yeah and, and they um don't know what fears that we have now. yeah yeah <laughs> now night yeah yeah that was now, Wes craven right yeah. Wes craven did that did freddy yeah yep Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was I, I was afraid to go to sleep, man. I was just like man, yeah. man, for for a decade, man. Yeah, it did a number on me. It did a number. <laughs> and then um, I mean, I'm not so sure about Friday the thirteenth part seventy-two, but you know, uh, I think yeah, the, like, the first or, one was or Freddy versus Jason yeah. and then Freddy mm-hmm. and then Freddy, you know, they ran into Jason in space. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason. Like, all right, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> the Halloweens, the first two Halloweens, I thought were you know, very. Again, I, I like those as well. I like those as well. They were, uh, I think, very well done. Story was told well, um, and the thing was, you know, they kind of made him somewhat immortal, but they didn't get ridiculous with it. Um, it, it, of course, they shoot him. He sits up at the end, and then you know comes back for part two. Yeah, um, but it didn't get to the point where it was. You know, like he wasn't like a Gotham character who died 40 times and then came back. I mean, because that was a part of <laughs> right, right, right. You were a mainstream Gotham character. I think you died at least four times, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
What about but, the fly? Yeah, the fly fly could be considered a horror, ain't no? Yeah. The fly, man. I love the fly, man. When he transformed the next. I haven't seen that so long. <laughs> wow. That movie grossed me out, it. man, when he transformed it. You know, and, <laughs> you know, another thing, like any movies that have to do with like religion, like the exorcist. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like don't because the original it, Exorcist, the first up. one, man, that with Linda Blair, that freaked me <laughs> out, bro. Like, no, no, now I think that is my favorite. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you brought it up. It. it is the Exorcist. It's the Exorcist for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those religious <laughs> movies because you know I'm raising, I'm coming up in a family that's religious, and mm. you know mm-hmm. you see all these things, and it's like, uh, yeah, mm. it's that's that's the layer. Yeah. It's those layers. And you know what's even more scarier that you check out? The behind the scenes of the the exorcist <laughs> mm-hmm. and how they about how they shot it. And I can't think of the director's name. Like he would shoot a gun. They tied mm-hmm. Linda Blair to a rope that just yank her in the bed. This young girl, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, the things that they That's how they did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, things that you can't do today. Yeah, you can't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Child yeah. labor laws and like, yeah, 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 like, to protect that, know. man. It's crazy. Mm. Or shooting a live pistol the, the, so that your actors can get the yeah, shot. Yeah, be really <laughs> shot. Uh, I, you're, you're right about things that you can't do today anymore, you know, like that. Uh, you know, um, I, to kind of add to that, I had heard a story. I had Billy Van Zant on. Um, Billy, he was a, a well-known television writer. Earlier in his, his career, he was one of the kids in Jaws 2 that went out on the sailboats. Um, and... He was telling me that, you know, when they were filming the scenes where they were getting knocked out of the boat and, you know, scuba divers were coming to simulate, you know, the shark pulling them underwater and everything. um, He was saying that where they were filming that was in the water right next to a tuna cannery. And there was all kinds of just awful things in the water that they had to swim Ah, in after day. And it was just a real mess, a real mess. But. That's another one of those things that they just, you know, they did back then. Um, and it, it was rough on actors back in those days. If you think about what Boris Karloff had to go through to, just to get made up to be Frankenstein monster. Yeah, yeah I heard those stories. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. What Buddy Ebsen went through to be the Tin Man almost killed him. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. <sighs> All for the art, right? That's what he used to say. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for the art. Right. Mm-hmm. You gotta be safe. You gotta be safe. <laughs> it's sure. Yeah, you sure do. You sure do. Um, and I remember too. You know, I mean, the way they take safety nowadays. Um, you know, when I was on Gotham when they shot me. Um, I mean the the actual gun. I mean they they in post they put the boom into the mm-hmm. gun. Um, but I mean I I just fell forward and I had like you know one of those thick gymnastics match you know like the kind where you go off the parallel bars and you land on that in school um a thick mat like that i had knee pads on elbow pads um i actually had earplugs in and um then they squibbed me in the back and um i went through a class on that and everything they really went through everything oh they brought you to a class yeah 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 yeah. well not really a class but it was a talking a a quick training you went through it yeah, and there was a professional stuntman there too, um, you know, to watch you go through that. But um, yeah, I mean, with the genre of horror, I mean, even the things uh, Lon Chaney did to look like the Phantom of the Opera. I mean, he actually had fish hooks 
up his nose to get to that position. Ooh. I read all about that. I had actually I had a guest on here who had written a book about that, and I'd read the book, and it was like, good Lord. I mean, he was torturing himself to get that look. I mean, because he actually kind of came up with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Me go no. Yeah. One of my actors, a guy I had in the troupe last year doing Polar Express, his parents made him an ET costume when he was a kid. His parents made, he was one of my neighbors growing up, made the greatest Halloween costumes. They both went to a Maryland Institute of Art. They knew their stuff. Made him this ET costume where the heart lit up. Um, he had a battery pack in there to make the heart light up. And, uh-huh. um, the battery pack shorted and was shocking him the whole time he was out trick or treating. And the thing was made out of uh pleather, you know, the fake leather. And he was uh, sweating like a pig. And it's like, he's like, mom. And she's like, suck it up. You know, there's a contest. And like, you're going <laughs> to, I'll put my sweat and tears into this costume. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to wear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight here. You know, I mean, thank you. You know, um, it was you know a pleasure to speak with both of you. You know, Eric, um, it's always great to run into you. You know, that, we had a lot of fun that day on the Amazon set. You know, um, definitely, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, I I appreciate having you guys too. You know, I've had um, you know, Liz on you know, a couple of years ago, um, I think it was right after I met you all, um, um, through George Ann, I had Liz on and, um, had a couple of other CPMers on there. I've, I've been chasing you for a while, mister, and I'm glad I finally (laughs) got you, but, um, you know, it's, it's great. You know, this is, um, you know, we do this for a number of reasons. You know, first of all, we like to give young people. And one of the reasons is to give young people a chance to hear, you know, guys that are working like you got, you know, talk about their experience, what things are really like in this business, um, you know, to preserve history. Um, a lot of, I I started out as a music playing music. There are a lot of bands, you know, from the area I grew up in that, you know, you may not have known them outside of here, but around here for years, they were like the Rolling Stones. I'm trying to preserve that history. Um, if you remember old independent television stations for wherever you grew up, you know, there was always the ones that were not NBC or CBS or like the ones that ended up, um, getting picked up by Fox much later, you know, um, the programming that was original. A lot of these stations were like weird Al Yankovic on UHF, you know, trying to kind of preserve that history too. I've had radio personalities and having you guys on, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Jamil, it was nice to get to meet you finally, you know, after being in a movie that I've really enjoyed for many years. Eric, it's always a pleasure to, you know, hang out, you know, get a chance. To see each other. Yeah, yeah, running well, into each other. Again, house again. He played the guitar for us the last time we went over to manager house. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they put up with me. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring my tuner with me, and the thing was, you know, pretty out of whack and it was a little chilly there uh, yeah, i want to hear that mike you still sound good man. well thank you thank you they have to listen to my silliness uh my silliness and my lyrics and everything but uh yeah but um so let's go ahead and um let's go ahead and we'll plug um fences one more time if you could just tell us about that 
um, one more time uh, where when it is and where and everything. Sure. Fences is playing at Playhouse on Park in West Hartford, Connecticut. We run from November 1st all the way to November 20th. Um, show dates um, run from Tuesday to Sunday. We have two on Saturday and matinee on Sunday, and, and as well as one on Tuesday. So you can go on uh, playhouseonpark.com. Um, and if you're in the Hartford or even Massachusetts area, because mm-hmm. Massachusetts is nothing really but close. a hop and a skip. Um, yeah, check out uh, Fences by August Wilson. Directed yes. by uh, Kenneth Green. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And um, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Anything else coming up for you um, that you'd like to plug or... Um, um, well, I mean, uh, right now I'm uh, I'm on the board of uh, the Playwrights Devil New Play Foundry, uh, Seven Devils, excuse me, Seven Devils Play Foundry, New Play Foundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we're on our fundraising campaign. It's a wonderful organization that helps to foster new playwrights and it caters to the, the playwrights. And we bring them out for a... Um, uh, a sort of a uh, uh, playwright incubator, um, mm-hmm. if you will, um, in McCall, Idaho, um, in the mountains, the Seven Devil Peaks. There's mm-hmm. the reason for the name, mm-hmm. and um, they get the right, and they have actors that come, and we invite actors to just come there. They get new pages sometimes thirty minutes before even performing the piece, and so it's a great organization. So if people would like to donate, um, they can come over to uh, Seven Devils New Play Foundry. Yeah, check us out. Well, great, great, wonderful. It's so it's always good, you know. It, it, mentoring is so important in this. Um, it really is, and I'm, I'm that's great to hear that you're doing that. So, uh, well, Jamil, Eric, been a pleasure tonight, guys. I really enjoyed our conversation, and uh, you know, Alfred had a great time too. He just texted me as uh, he was leaving to go do his other thing here. So, um, so folks, we had uh, Jamil, AC Mangan, and. Eric Carter here on Foul Players Radio. Make sure you check him out in August Wilson's Fences at the Playhouse on Park, West Hartford, Connecticut, playhouseonpark.org for tickets. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a great night. Hi, everybody. Dwight Weems from Gaz the Fun Band. And you're watching and listening to Foul Players Radio. Hi, this is Bud Becker, and you're listening to Foul Players Radio. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in tonight and listening to our episode with Eric Carter and Jamil A.C. Mangan, and also Alfred Guy, my official horror movie correspondent of Foul Players Radio, who joined in, and uh, we had a great time talking tonight. Uh, Make sure, if you happen to be in the West Hartford, Connecticut area, or anywhere nearby, that you go see Eric and Jamil in August Wilson's Fences at Playhouse on Park, West Hartford, Connecticut. Again, tickets for that show are available at www.playhouseonpark.org. It was also a great time getting to talk about their past television shows, their past movies they've been in, and also really getting a chance to ask some questions about my favorite horror movie of all time, Head Trauma. So, folks... That'll do it for tonight, and we will see you next time, www.foulplayersradio.com. And remember to watch us on YouTube, www.youtube.com, foulplayersradio. Also, don't forget, www.foulplayersofperryville.com for murder mystery shows coming up with the Foul Players of Perryville. We will see you soon.